It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Raphael Devers is in for a big 2024 season. More on today's Locked On Red Sox. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. And I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. Yes, that's right. I did say free. The show is completely free. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts. So you have nothing to lose, really, by tuning in. So might as well start or end your day the right way with Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the show. I hope you had a lovely weekend watching baseball. It's back on our TVs and it felt so good. Even though it's not regular season games yet and these games don't count for the team's record, it still was very nice to be able to watch the Red Sox. And one of the things I like the best about spring training is being able to see some of the prospects who may have potential to come up and be a big factor in Boston later on in their career because this essentially is the future of the team. I know it's hard to get as excited and emotional about these games because you're just naturally not going to be as invested because, again, they're not counting towards the Red Sox record. But the future is there, and the future is certainly bright for the Boston Red Sox. Lots of strong points to talk about related to spring training over the weekend and some not so great points to talk about. And I'm going to be talking about on today's show, a lot of those highlights, biggest takeaways and things to think about moving forward based on what we saw over the weekend in this set of spring training games. And not to mention that the weather in Florida looked absolutely beautiful, 75 and sunny on Sunday. I mean, what's better than that? And I'm sitting here in 35-degree weather up in Connecticut wishing that I was down there. One of these days, I'll make it to spring training. I've been saying for so long that I need to make it down there. I have not been yet to the Red Sox spring training facility in Fort Myers, but it will happen, mark my words, maybe next year. But the Red Sox did play some spring training games over the weekend. They played against Northeastern on Friday. That doesn't actually technically count towards their spring training games, a.k.a. the Grapefruit League, because they're playing a college team. So that game is just kind of a 
preliminary game, think about it as more of like an exhibition game where a bunch of guys go out there, lots of lower end guys in the minor league system going up against college guys who are playing for a very good program. Northeastern is a very strong baseball program. So it's a good way to get their feet wet. Some of these guys who are at the lower levels in the Boston Red Sox organization and being able to really see the work they've been putting in and see what they can eventually do when they come up to the majors. But one of the biggest highlights for me in spring training in the one of those first couple games is Raphael Devers. Now, he seems to be in mid-season form. The Red Sox beat the Twins 8-6 to six on Sunday, and one of the highlights was Devers. He went one for two with a three-run home run that he absolutely crushed. Uh, it was absolutely mashed, like way out of the ballpark. But not only that, but before that, he worked a 10-pitch walk in a previous at-bat. So I remember looking at it and saying, okay, Devers just had a very good disciplined at-bat, made the pitcher throw 10 pitches, and then he ended up walking at the end of the at-bat. That's a great sign for him going into the 2024 season because like I've noted and talked about, he could definitely take some walks in more scenarios. He has, in 2023, had games where he refused to walk and he was constantly wanting to swing the bat. And that's good, too. You want him to be hungry and you want him to make those big plays and get those big hits. But you also want to know that he's willing to be patient and wait for his pitch. And in that first at-bat that he took on Sunday, it was very evident that he was willing to be patient. And as a result, very competitive at-bat, and it landed him on base. And then he comes up again with a couple runners on base and just absolutely crushes a three-run dinger. I mean, I can't get better than that, really. He looked so good. He only took those two at-bats in the game. They were trying to get a lot of people in as much as possible. But you do have to feel like that's going to translate into the regular season because this is Rafael Devers. And a lot of people don't realize how good his season actually was last year. I mean, he had 100 RBIs and 30 home runs last year and batted 273. That's not bad at all. That's actually a very solid season, and that definitely gets the job done for the guy you want to be that number one guy in the lineup, the guy who's going to fuel all the fire, be the heart of the order, the guy who's driving in runs when the Red Sox need it, an opportune hitter who's making the most of opportunities when he's at the plate. He had a good season in 2023, and I don't expect anything to be different in 2024 because the thing is, when players go into spring training – You don't really know what they're going to look like. They might be a little bit rusty because they've had some time off after the season ended to then kind of going and working out, maybe, um, you know, doing some hitting programs on their own. But they don't face live pitching for a few months at a time. And that's a long break to be away from live pitching action. And the fact that Devers came into this game on Sunday and made that immediate impact blew the game open five to nothing. I mean, the Red Sox had a couple runs on the board. They had the momentum on their side, but he blew that game open. And then the Red Sox eventually blew a six nothing lead, which I'm going to touch on in a little bit in more detail, but ultimately ended up winning the game. um, And that was what sparked that. It was because of Rafael Devers doing what he did that the Red Sox 
won that game. And you don't get Rafael Devers without getting power. He's going to hit those home runs for you. He thrives on the long ball, and he's going to find ways to make the most of his at-bats. And it's a promising sign that he did what he did in his two at-bats because it shows that he's come a long way from striking out if he doesn't find success at the plate with a home run. He's looking for alternative ways to make it work and to be successful at the plate, and that's all I can really ask for from him. Now, I'm not saying 100% he's going to have at-bats like that every single time. He's not going to hit a home run every at-bat. He's not going to walk or have a 10-pitch at-bat every at-bat. He's going to have some times where he swings at a bad pitch and it's a weak ground ball and he gets out at first base. That will happen, but... It's a promising sign that he had two impactful at-bats because I've stressed a lot that it's about impact. It's not about being the biggest star on the field or the biggest star in the league. It's about being impactful for your team and making a difference when you're out there. Endeavors at the plate certainly made a difference on Sunday, made some noise, had people talking and get people excited for the season to come. So I'm very excited for the season that he's going to have. I wasn't sure what we were going to see from him after it's been a few months and after the season he had last year, but I only expect him to have about the same, if not better numbers in 2024. He'll be able to step it up. I'm really looking forward to what he can do this year, and he's going to need to. At the end of the day, he's the face of the franchise. He signed that huge contract extension in Boston, so he doesn't really have a choice but to produce, and he absolutely will do so. I'm looking forward to it. The face of the Boston Red Sox organization, Rafi, good for you. I'm still picturing that home run in my head, so I'm excited about it. And coming up, I'm going to be talking about a few other things of note that we should keep in mind for the season based on what we saw over the weekend. Do you love sports betting? Do you like sports betting but want to try to get more invested? If so, FanDuel is absolutely the place for you. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel is a lot of fun because it leaves you with a lot of opportunities to win money. I know my fiancé has gotten so into it because even sports he doesn't follow as much. There are so many options of things to bet on so he can have parlays with multiple sports going on at one time. So it really does give you so many chances to win. So check it out today. Also, you should check out Locked On Sports today as it is available on YouTube and also Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. 
This is such an exciting thing for the network. Nobody else does this. Locked On is the first network to have its own 24-7 streaming channel. So we will keep you updated on everything going on in sports no matter what. So head to that today. The Boston Red Sox had their first couple official spring training games on Sunday. They actually had a squad split day on Sunday, which basically means their A squad played in one game and then some more of the younger, less established players played in a second game. And the main game that had a lot of the guys we might see on the opening day roster is the 8-6 to win over the Twins that the Red Sox had. And one person to note in this game that we saw take the mound was Lucas Giolito. He pitched two innings, giving up no hits and no runs. He did walk one hitter, but also recorded a strikeout. He looked very good. And yes, he recorded a walk, so he could develop a little bit more of a sense of command. But with everything that Giolito's been through over the last couple seasons, it's hard to really know what version of him we're going to get. But one thing I did notice that's good to note is his velocity was at a very good pace. I mean... He had a problem the last couple seasons with that pace and how fast his pitches were actually going. And that's one of the biggest struggles he had later on in the season in 2023 was he couldn't get that velocity up to par with what it's supposed to be. And I noticed that he looked very confident out there and he actually got interviewed after the first couple innings that he pitched and he was saying in the interview, I love this crowd here, even down in Florida where they're not even in Boston right now, but so many Red Sox fans showed up to watch this game. It'll be really cool to play in Boston this year. So it seems like he's genuinely excited to be here and really wants to get back to form with what he was prior to all of his obstacles that he went through, like the injuries, the divorce, and being traded. There's a lot of factors that go into making a player struggle a little bit more. And it seemed like he's genuinely happy to be here. He had a big smile on his face when he was being interviewed. And that's super telling. And another thing that he said that I really liked was that he feels like he definitely can get back to what he was. There's just a couple mechanical things that he has to fix. And I do believe that he has never been a bad pitcher and he has the raw ability that's never going to go away. It's just a matter of how can he get back to pitching at a more elite level. And working with Andrew Bailey, I believe can turn him into that because that was another positive that I took away was Andrew Bailey interviewed during Saturday's spring training game, which was insightful for Boston fans. He said a lot of things about his approach that I totally agreed with. He basically got asked, what is your plan to work with these pitchers? And he really stressed and emphasized each pitcher knowing their individual identity and being able to hone in on their strengths and weaknesses and realizing they're not any other pitcher. They are themselves and they need to focus on themselves and what they do to make their team better and what they can do to improve their own individual pitching performance. And I think when it comes to the Red Sox, They've struggled in the pitching department because a lot of times they didn't have the right pitching coach for the job. And I feel like Andrew Bailey is the guy. He can connect with the players 
and he understands the hardships that come with being a pitcher at the major league level because he lived that. He had that experience. He understands the environment in Boston. And I think he's a very well-regarded guy among the baseball community. And I just really like his approach of saying it's an individualized plan for everybody. And I think that naturally will be able to elevate every pitcher on the staff's game, but especially somebody like Giolito, who probably was starting to lose some confidence and feel like he didn't know if he had what it took to get back to that level of competitiveness that he was at before. But it's a promising sign the way that he pitched on Sunday. He looked very confident, very solid two innings, worked around a walk, and recorded a strikeout. So that was absolutely a bonus. And another pitcher of note that made an appearance this weekend is Garrett Whitlock. He pitched in a game on Saturday The Red Sox played the Baltimore Orioles and lost the game 4-3. This was a pretty competitive game for the most part. The Red Sox played them tough, and they were leading for most of the game. And then things, unfortunately, did not go their way in the ninth inning, and I'm going to be touching on that as well. But Garrett Whitlock did make an appearance in that game against Baltimore. He pitched two innings, gave up one earned run, which was on a home run, and struck out two batters, gave up no walks. So his command was definitely there. He had a good sense of the strike zone, was in control of what he was throwing and his location where he was placing the ball. He did give up the long ball, though, but I didn't see a huge concern. He knew going into it that he wasn't going to be pitching more than three innings, and him pitching two, he looked good. That is a good sign for Boston that he can be a good contribution in 2024, but the question is where. It's been a constant question of, is he going to be a starter or is he going to pitch in relief? And I've always been in the camp of Garrett Whitlock is better off out of the bullpen. I just think his stuff is very good out of the pen in short-term stints, but the question is, do the Red Sox agree? And this outing cannot tell you at all whether he'd be better off as a starter or not, because he only pitched two innings. That's the number of innings he's used to pitching out of the bullpen. And overall, he did look good, but he was the first pitcher to open the game. So you can say he was the starting pitcher. So therefore, people might say he looked good and he was starting the game. Okay, sure, yeah, literally he was the starting pitcher, but he only pitched two innings, so you can't draw the conclusion from that that it means he'd be a successful starter. If he had pitched four or five innings and looked dominant, then I might start to say, okay, they're trying to work him up to being a successful starter. But again, he only pitched two, and we can only take what we know from that, and what we know from that is that He's still going to be dominant when he's pitching short two or three inning stints. I'd be interested in seeing his next appearance in spring training, whether that's a start or he comes in in relief, and seeing if they allow him to pitch more innings. Because on the broadcast on Sunday, they had the conversation about him and how exactly is he going to go from being a reliever to being a successful starter. And it's reps. 
if the coaching staff wants to turn him into a more full-time starter, they have to put him in the position of allowing him to pitch more innings at a time and be able to go deeper into games. It's the same problem Tanner Houck had where he was successful the first couple times through seeing a lineup, but then after he got to the lineup a third time, he started to struggle. And the only way they're going to know if Garrett Whitlock is a capable starter is if they put him in those types of situations where they're making him pitch five to six innings. And even if he starts to struggle, keeping him in because he's not going to be able to pitch in those types of situations if they don't do that. So if the Red Sox are trying to figure out whether he's going to crack the rotation to start 2024 or he's going to pitch in relief, then they need to start having him pitch more innings during spring. Now, they don't like to push anybody, which makes sense. They don't want their pitchers to be overthrowing during spring training and have their arms tire out and risk injuries before the season even starts. So we definitely don't want that. But what they could do is add another inning of work each time he pitches in spring training. So maybe the next time he pitches, he pitches three innings. And then the next outing, maybe they move him to four, depending on how three innings went and if he struggles with three then they keep him at three but I think since he pitched well with two innings under his belt now we bump it up to adding another inning of work and gradually transitioning him into that role if that's what the Red Sox want him to be I don't agree with that I think that he thrives out of the bullpen but that's definitely something interesting to note that took place during this set of spring training games over the weekend. Another thing I really liked that took place on Sunday in the Red Sox 8-6 win over the Twins was Tyler O'Neill defensively. Now, at the plate, not so much of a person who impressed. He actually went 0-3. for 3. Um, So definitely will need to get his bat going before the season starts. But he did make a couple nice plays in the outfield. He showed off his strong arm by getting the ball in really quickly and cutting off a base runner so that he couldn't advance to the next base. So that was definitely something that I appreciated because his arm has been talked about as something that is a standout for him. And at Fenway, that's a pretty deep center field so if you're standing back there you want to be able to have a strong arm and whether they put him in right or they put him in center or they put him in left that all could still be determined who knows what you know the opening day lineup's going to look like that strong arm is so important it's something that allowed jackie bradley jr to be such a successful defender in boston was he was constantly pinning guys down with that arm and constantly throwing out potential base dealers so that was one good play that he made and another one was he made a running catch out in the outfield very nice play for an out and that's important because the red sox are definitely looking for good outfield defense and he is a former gold glove winner so that's something important to note that the red sox are getting a good defender in him the question is can his plate appearances keep up with that can he get his bat up to speed with where it needs to be the rest of the spring will give him time to do that but he definitely made a good impression defensively which is a promising sign for him moving forward what wasn't as great to see during spring training was a constant narrative that we saw in 2023, and it was the Red Sox blowing a lead. So I'm going to be diving into that when we come back. If you ever need car parts, 
eBay Motors absolutely has you covered. I don't know much at all about cars, and this place has been an absolute lifesaver for me. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers eBay Motors is such a great source for anything going on with your car. I mean, I used to always have to ask my dad, what does this button mean or what does this light mean that's coming on on my dashboard? eBay Motors can save you so much trouble, so head there today. Also, head to Lockdown Sports today if you are looking to catch up in anything going on in sports. We've actually launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube and it's now also available on amazon fire tv in the free fire tv channels app all of the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league are there to have you covered and help keep you caught up in everything you need to know with sports so head to locked on sports today either on youtube or amazon fire tv the Boston Red Sox, in their first few spring training games, overall looked decent. They did have more of their backups, guys who are lower end in the farm system, that actually played the Braves on Sunday while more of the A lineup was playing the Twins. They did beat the Braves 5-4. to four. Brian Bayo pitched two innings, allowed one walk, but recorded three strikeouts. So there's that dominant stuff that I've been talking about with him that he's going to consistently bring to the table. He has such a bright future as a starting pitcher in Boston, and I've said over and over again, I can't wait to see his potential in 2024 and beyond. Three strikeouts over two innings is definitely very promising for sure. That means that if he were to have a good, strong outing, like a seven-inning start, that would be about nine or ten strikeouts for that outing. And that is ace caliber stuff. If you can average striking out about nine or ten hitters, that's key. And one of the biggest things I mentioned about him was that he needs to get that strikeout rate up. So the fact that he was able to fan three batters on Sunday is certainly promising. And it's cool seeing a lot of these guys get in and be able to show off their stuff and see what they could potentially do. Connor Wong actually was also in the lineup for that game. He had himself a nice day, actually. He had two hits. He went two for three and drove in two runs. So he had a productive day. He hit a double in the game and had a two-out RBI. So he was able to hit in 
an opportune situation, which is key for the Boston Red Sox. And that's something that could be huge for Carter Wong if he's able to step up with two outs and be one of the better hitters on the team. That was something Xander Bogarts always was super successful at was two out hits and getting that big hit or that big opportunity with two outs and runners on base for Boston. And if Connor Wong can continue to work with that and hone in on that area of his game, it'll only make him that much more desirable of a catcher. So that was another promising sign. One thing that was very unfortunate, though, about the Red Sox during this whole spring training weekend was that they did blow a lead against the Orioles on Saturday. They were winning that game, and it seemed like the Red Sox had that game in control um they were up two to one for a while and then in the bottom of the fourth inning the orioles tied it on a sacrifice fly but then the red sox took the lead again david hamilton singled to center to drive in a run and it put the red sox back up three two and they stayed three two through the bottom of the eighth they hit in the top of the ninth and then the bottom of the ninth came and Nate Tellier came in to pitch for Boston. And I liked our chances in that inning. I was like, okay, let's close this game out. We got this. And then he gave up a leadoff single. And then that hitter advanced to second on a wild pitch. And I said, great, okay, now they might tie the game because it's runners in scoring position. But that didn't even need to happen because then on the next at-bat, Kowser of the Orioles launched a two-run walk-off home run. It was absolutely painful. Would have been much more painful if it was during the actual season and the game counted. But it was such a bummer. I thought the Red Sox were going to be a good team with a really good farm system. But it didn't happen. Kowser two-run homer, and the Orioles walked it off 4-3. In case you don't know Nate Tellier, he's a right-handed pitcher in the Red Sox organization. He pitched for Attleboro Mass High School, then attended UMass Dartmouth, and then he signed as an undrafted free agent in 2020 and chose the Red Sox basically due to the local connection and his familiarity with the Boston area. And he's been a relief arm that's kind of worked through the Red Sox system. He has some upside due to his fastball velocity and natural athleticism, but he didn't have a good season in 2023. He pitched with the Greenville Drive and had a 7-1-3 earned run average over 31 games that he made an appearance in. So he definitely struggled. He gave up 11 home runs, 33 earned runs, and walked 29 batters. So he has some control issues that I'm hoping he can figure out. That's something to keep in mind moving forward about some of these prospects is we don't know what they really have yet if we haven't seen a lot of them. But I'm hoping he can fix that element of his game. And what made it more frustrating is that this is a narrative we saw for a lot of the 2023 season with the Boston Red Sox. They were blowing leads late in games. It happened again against the Twins on Sunday. The Red Sox had a 6 nothing lead. And then the Twins rallied to tie it at 6. And then the Red Sox ended up winning the game 8-6. to But... This goes back to the whole overarching theme of the Red Sox not having a lot of strong pitching. And I'm hoping that's something they continue to work on is investing in their pitching and acquiring solid arms. But it was definitely not fun because I watched the Red Sox just blow it in the bottom of the ninth inning. And then with the Twins 
I thought that they were going to end up losing that game after they blew a 6 nothing lead in the course of one inning. So that was disappointing. Hopefully the Red Sox pitching staff turns out to be better than we're hoping or that we're expecting because Andrew Bailey is a great person to work with these guys. So I'm excited to see what he can do. But overall, not a bad opening weekend for the Red Sox. We definitely saw some positive things there from some of the guys who are likely going to be on the opening day roster. So you can't help but get excited for that. And as we progress through spring training, it'll be good to see how some of these guys continue to develop and grow and who's going to fight for roster spots. So as always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.